Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. YouTube. This is our very first episode about this topic, and we brought in a very special guest. On this episode of Growth Hack, we talk about what kind of businesses are a good fit to start a YouTube channel. We get into the weeds on strategy and what resources you'll want to bring to the table. Our special guest is the one and only Jessica Stanberry. Jessica helps burnt out service providers and struggling newbiepreneurs ditch clients so that they can make more money and have more freedom with passive income. If you ever wanted to create an online course, grow your email list, be a content creator, or even rock affiliate marketing, Jessica is your girl with tons of courses and free content to point you in the right direction. Welcome, Jessica. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I love the Southern country accent. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. It's funny because that was always something that held me back from being on video or audio. And now it's the thing that people are always like, I love this about you. And I'm like, "Ah, thank you. (laughs) Getting right into it. What is the value of starting a YouTube channel? You know, it depends on the business, right? But for the most part, what I would tell most people who have a business and are getting started on YouTube is that the value is you have are creating content that one can be found in search, like super searchable content that your ideal people are literally going to the internet and looking for, right? Like they are going to Google, they are going to YouTube and they are looking for the content you're creating. And so you are creating a way for you to be able to be found by those exact people. And two, in kind of addition to that, but also a little bit of a different take is creating content that will work for you for years, I mean, I have content on YouTube that's years and years old that continues to grow my subscriber count, which then grows my view count, which then grows my AdSense numbers, which then grows my email list, which then grows my product sales and my bottom line from three and four years ago. So not only are you, you know, putting yourself out there to be found by your people, your exact people, but you're also creating content that will literally almost act like an employee for you for years to come. Transitioning the conversation into from value to who is this for, uh, what kind of business would qualify to essentially start a YouTube channel? So what I normally say is that there are very few businesses that could you know, be on or could not benefit, I guess would be the right way to say that could not benefit from being on YouTube. Um, and I can think of a few in my everyday life, but for the most part, if you want to be on YouTube, you could benefit from it. The only people I generally say to stay away from YouTube are location specific businesses, because you're going to put a lot of time and effort into content and getting it in front of people that can't buy from you. So if only people in a certain like parameter or perimeter can buy from you, then you probably shouldn't be, you know, spending the time it takes to grow a YouTube channel because those people would not be able to purchase from you. So those are generally the people I say don't absolutely don't get on YouTube. But as a general rule, most other businesses can see the benefit if they're willing to put the work in. This brings up an interesting point. So many businesses qualify to start a YouTube channel. It's it's hard to say, okay, well then who should or who shouldn't start? And on this podcast, we'd love to talk about who should and who shouldn't. 
And so I can give a little story on mine from a starting a podcast and the podcast we're obviously on right now. I was a I, I was not a speaker. Uh, I barely started publicly speaking. Uh, I wasn't on camera. I had never been involved in commercials. I had I'd never really been recorded uh, short of just doing probably some Instagram stuff. And so the interesting part is all the things that would make you a good host, I had no experience. What I did have experience though was hiring a team around creating content mm -hmm. and I had you know some expertise in social media. So what I had to do is I had to bring in coaches and mentors to help me be a better host, still working on it. Hopefully I'm doing all right. You're doing great. <laughs> the idea is that there was some baseline environmental circumstantial things that I was able to bring to the table. So how does that apply to YouTube knowing that it does, there is a lot of businesses that can benefit, but should some businesses get involved with it, given maybe a lack of resources or a lack of talent? Yeah. And I think that really brings up a great point because you know, for businesses to be able to do this thing, it's a lot of work. You and I know that like YouTube is not just like, oh, you know, a few hours here or there and I'll have a successful YouTube. Like it's a lot of work. There's a lot of work that goes into filming and editing and, um, you know, planning out the videos and scripting. If you script, I do not, but if you do, um, and really, you know, uploading and optimizing and then promoting from there, there's a lot that goes into it. And so there's so many factors that I think qualify someone to be able to do it. And I think the biggest one, honestly, the biggest one is being motivated to be consistent and do it. Because if you're motivated and you want to be consistent and you are in it, if this is something you absolutely want to do, you can figure out your way there. You know, you can hire the right people. You can, um, you know, get coaching on how to speak on camera. Like you can do all of these things. Um, so if you are motivated and you really want to get this done, you know that this is something for you, then you can do it. You'll figure it out. But if this is kind of a side strategy and just like, eh, you know, I, I could take it or leave it, then you may not even want to allocate resources to figuring it out, you know, the money or the team or the time or whatever. So I think it really comes down to a couple of things. One, having that motivation there that says, I want to do this. This is something that I am all in, you know, and I will figure it out. I'll figure out how to do it from here. Like, I, I don't know everything. <laughs> I don't know anything, but I'll figure it out. But also, you know, someone who already has like editing experience or, you know, something like that, especially when they're just getting started or they don't have the money to hire somebody, that is where you'll see people kind of, you know, start to inch above their competition because they can do it. They can get there. Whereas somebody might be, you know, muddling to try and figure it out. And to be honest, there's some people like people that just don't do well on camera, <laughs> even if it, they take all the coaching in the world, you know? Um, and honestly, there's a lot of ways to grow on YouTube without being the personality behind the videos without even showing your face. We can do that now. Like that is a thing. But for the most part, there are definitely people who they just don't have like the personality for camera. And therefore, when it comes across, like some people just don't like to watch them. And now that's not saying you have to have a certain personality at all. I think there's plenty of different personalities we can tap into to be good, quote unquote, on camera. But 
I think sometimes people just don't have any bit of personality and that really reads to the viewer um, whether or not it may just be that they're scared, right? Um, it may be that in real life they have a great personality, but on camera it sucks it out of you, you know? Um, I tell people all the time that you have to kind of 10x your personality when you're filming because there's like a little person in there that like sucks out all your personality when it comes out the other side and you're going to feel crazy filming, you know, like if anybody's in the room with you, you're going to feel like you're being really eccentric, but when it comes out the other end, it looks normal. And so some of it is learned and some of it's, you know, you do have the ability to do, but when it comes down to it, there are people who just aren't good on camera. It's really interesting you bring up the point on commitment. We we did a, an earlier segment on uh, lives and, and having a live show. And my guest, his first comment was, if you're not going to do this for two years, don't do it. Right. Yeah. And that and that's really interesting. So when it comes to YouTube, do you need that level of commitment two years or is it? Ten. I'd say if you don't want to be available and committed to something, as far as YouTube goes for five to 10 years, you shouldn't do it. Um, because I mean, I've been on YouTube for five years now and just recently hit a hundred thousand subscribers. Right. And so it takes a lot of work and you're constantly learning. You're constantly learning. You're constantly learning who you are in front of the camera, what your people want to see, what videos do best for you, what thumbnails, like everything is constantly a learning game. And so if you're not committed to doing that, you won't get very far. And consistency is so key, right? Consistency is so key. And to be able to show YouTube that we're being consistent takes a while, you know? It sort of sounds like you need something to give. You either need some talent, you need cash, you need some hard editing skills. You need to bring something to the table to make sure that this is going to be successful above the commitment. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it does. I mean, I started my channel completely with no help, zero help, um, and didn't have help on the channel for a very long time. I was editing and I was learning to edit as I went. I had a little, like little tiny bit, little sliver of editing experience from college. Like that was it. Um, and I was able to kind of muddle through and make it work. And then as I grew, I learned more. And as I grew, I learned more. And, um, you know, for the most part, for several years, I didn't put any money into my channel other than the camera that I was using to film with. And for the first year of that, that was my iPhone. So I wasn't putting extra money in by any means. Um, so I think it really is, it's grit. It's grit. That's really what it comes down to is grit and determination that this is actually something you want to be a part of. This, this is actually something you want to do consistently and you're ready and willing to put in the work in whatever that looks like for you. Like now at the level of business I'm in now, if I, let's say I was going to start my YouTube channel right now, I had never had it before. I would definitely be spending out money to have people help me, right? But in the beginning, I didn't have that availability. So it took my own resources to do that. Can you talk through sort of a strategy on what YouTube, like how do you approach YouTube? So for me and for most businesses, you really want to focus on search. Joe Rogan can do something like that because he's Joe Rogan you know, and he already had an audience to throw at it. He already had people who wanted to view it. 
in the grand scheme of things, if you think about Joe Rogan's podcast, especially those like two and three hour long ones versus what people actually choose to watch on YouTube, it is very, very different. And so the people like him are um, an anomaly. They're not necessarily, you know, the rule by any means. Um, so the strategy really for me and what I would teach any business owner getting on YouTube or any anything getting on YouTube is one consistency. That's going to, that's going to help you win. Like the most consistent person will win every time, every time on YouTube, because YouTube will reward them for that, but also they will get better because they're doing something over and over and over again. It's kind of like, you know, when kids are learning to walk or tie their shoes or whatever, the more they do it, the more they know how to do it. And so, I mean, my kids are, 11 and eight, and we still have shoe tying trouble, you know, eventually we'll get to the point where we've done it enough, but you see like it takes a while, right? If we compare it to that. And so consistency, number one, as far as the strategy goes, the second thing, and probably most important for most people is to focus on search and really learning how search works on YouTube. Yes, there are other components. Yes, I don't think you should completely focus on search forever. Um, this is something I'm actually in the process of like teaching the old dog, you know, old dog being me, new tricks because I have focused on search for so many years and it's been good, but it's also kind of put me in a little bit of a pickle now that I'm trying to grow even bigger. And so you should focus on search for now in the beginning and that would be the biggest strategy I would tell somebody is be consistent and get your videos to show up when your people are searching for the things you can help them with. That alone will help you win. You'll get better. You'll learn more about what they're searching about. You'll learn more about SEO and getting found in the search and you'll grow it from there. But those two things have to be key in the beginning. You're mentioning search. Can you give me a little more background on what you mean exactly by focusing on search? Is it keywords? What are, what are we talking about? For sure. Keywords, absolutely, hands down. Um, so, you know, there's two different types of channels on, well, there's probably a million different types of channels, but two, two buckets we'll talk about right now on YouTube, right? There's like the personal lifestyle vloggy type videos. And then there's the like how to fix my toilet <laughs> videos. And most businesses are going to fall into the how to fix my toilet bucket, you know? And because if we just start putting out videos about our personal life or, you know, even behind the scenes of our business, nobody cares yet. You know, nobody cares to watch that. So we really have to be focused on the keywords that our audience is searching for, how to fix the toilet, how to be found on YouTube, how to do Facebook ads. Like a lot of it starts with those how-tos and really getting in the mind of our viewer and what they are searching for. You know, like what are they going to Google and searching for? How can you help them? And it's really interesting because I view YouTube as like the very top of what I would classify as like a funnel for my content. So the person who searches for how to grow my email list and finds me on YouTube or how to start a podcast and finds me on YouTube, they may not be ready for my paid programs yet, but they will be eventually. So I can get them to understand who I am, come into my ecosystem and spit them out the other side of paying customer at some point in the day, you know, at some point in the year or in the decade, right? So it's really focusing on those keywords that your people are searching for so that you can be the expert that shows up and helps them because then you'll be the one they come to when they actually want to pay their dollars. 
This wouldn't be a growth hacking podcast if we didn't have growth hacks. So please, you got two minutes, Jessica. Let's hear two minutes worth of YouTube growth hacks. Go. Yes. Don't get too big for your bridges. Okay. So, you know, I just talked about search, right? And we need to talk about keywords and all the things that go along with search. What I see most is people getting on YouTube and trying to go after key phrases or keywords that are just too big for them. They are, they're little, they can't, they can't dominate that space. You know, they can't beat out the other people who are showing up in that search term. So really understanding how to show up for search terms that you can actually rank for will be key to growth. Because once you rank for those, you'll grow in authority on YouTube. Then you can rank for more. Then you can rank for higher ones. Then you can rank and rank and rank. And so that is how you can grow strategically on the platform. My biggest tip for how to do that, and I always tell people this is not, it's not Bible. You know, it's not like absolute, like this is it. Because somebody at YouTube would totally yell at me for telling you this. But it is the way I explain it. And that is to use a tool like Keywords Everywhere. It used to be free. It's not anymore, but it's a a Chrome extension or Firefox extension. And it basically will show you the um, amount of searches per month a keyword has or a key phrase has when you're searching on Google. It's like built into the platform. So go and do a Google search of whatever it is you want to be found for or the keywords you want to go after and utilize keywords everywhere. And what I like to say is try and match how many searches per month to your subscriber number on YouTube or less. So if you have 500 subscribers on YouTube, you shouldn't be going after key terms that have more than 500 searches a month. If you have a thousand, go after a thousand or less. If you have a hundred thousand, you can go after key terms that are searched a hundred thousand times per month. Again, not Bible. It's definitely not that um, linear by any means, but that's a really good way to kind of get in the habit of how to know what you're too big for, or I'm sorry, too small for, and how to know what you could actually rank for. So Jessica, we're coming to the end of the show, but before we end, I want to talk about how someone can start. And I think there's just so many places um, to start. There's so many things to do. There's your channel, there's your art, there's your style, your thumbnail. I mean, there's just so many things to keep track of. From what I remember and doing some research on you, there's some sort of toolkit you have. Can you talk about this toolkit a little bit? So yes, I have the YouTube starter toolkit because this was a big thing that I saw people struggling with was I want to do it, but I don't know where to start. And so it has everything you need to get started. It has, you know, video tutorials to help you grow and you know, maintain your channel and also start your channel and start from there. And then it also has templates and systems and things built in to help you keep up with all of the processes. And yeah, the link to that is in the show notes. So you guys can grab that. And you know, it's funny. I heard a quote uh, that I think applies here. Learning in the absence of action is just a distraction. Absolutely. Yes. I always like to like, that's analysis paralysis, right? It's like people get in this learning phase and never actually do. Like you got to do it. And so if you've learned something today and you are working on this journey of, of figuring out your level of commitment to YouTube, get started. Just do it. And I think this toolkit is is a great way of starting. So thanks for coming on the show, Jessica. Um, Definitely, we want you back at some point and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you for having me.